Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hi. Hey. <laughs> I literally just put two mini, mini M&Ms in my mouth. <laughs> well, that's how this episode's going to go, I guess. <laughs> Probably. We're here to talk about the last winter movie. Can you believe it? I know. It's February, guys. Yeah, it's wild. And Hallmark ended with Snow Kiss with Jen Lilly and Chris McNally. Basically, she is a writer again, and he wants to be a tour guide, and he owns a B&B. I will say, though, the storyline between her being a writer and what she was doing was different than a lot of the ones that we have seen recently. So she's there for an interview. Yeah. She was not trying to find something, but she's still a writer who needs to get a big article to get a promotion. I was about to say, so are you, but you got the other set part <laughs> in too fast. <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to get a special article or get a promotion. So there. <laughs> and I'm not starring in like five different movies doing the same thing. That's true. But I do feel like this one was at least a little bit different. Sure. And I'm a sucker for ones that have like a, I think I felt this way too about like a New Year's resolution where there was kind of something behind it. Like there was a moral to the story, not just a love story, I felt like. Yeah, it was all about like growing and spreading your wings, that kind of thing. Yeah, getting out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Which has kind of been the, the theme for these movies, which makes sense with whole January resolutions type thing. Yeah. I did have to start off with like the very first opening scene where she's ordering this bagel and she's mm-hmm. like, I'll have the same thing I, my regular or whatever. And she's, and he's like, everything bagel toasted with cream cheese and butter, cream cheese on the bottom, butter on the top. I was like, how extreme of a stupid bagel order is this? I was just thinking how I hate it when people say, oh, my usual, like you're expected to remember everyone's. You're not that important. Well, I think... They were, this goes into my next point. They were hardcore going at creating these characters. So it was like, she does the exact same thing all the time, never willing to step outside her comfort zone, scared to even travel, doesn't leave Manhattan, you know, and he was like, him, he wasn't as bad. I didn't feel like as they pushed her character on mm-hmm. on you, but his was very much like always starting something new, open for in, in adventure and those sorts of things. Yeah, she was kind of too much in the beginning. Like, I understand being afraid to travel, especially internationally, because, you know, I only did that for the first time last year, literally like the week before we all shut down for COVID. And it can be scary. Yeah. However, she went to Canada. Yeah, she's acting like she has to fly across an ocean. You could have driven there technically. I know. She acts like Canada was another world. She freaked out about her passport, like she'd never be able to leave Canada. They wouldn't keep you, girl. And they would then, give you back. Yes, they would give you back. <laughs> They'd ship you across. And then she was all like, oh, the food. Like she was surprised it was decent. It's Canada, not Singapore. <laughs> Well, even so, I, don't know. I will say I went to Haiti in 2014, definitely developing country, definitely down the street from tent cities where people are living in tents because they're too scared because of the her, uh, the earthquakes that happened in like 2010, mm-hmm. that there are like 30,000 people still living in tents four years later. <laughs> and the food there was fantastic. What are we even talking about? Like... <laughs> 
I know. Like, her fears... I might have been able to justify them if she was in a totally different culture and everything. But Canada is not that different. No. I mean, Canadians can correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but we're not that different. They might they might be distancing themselves from us these days, though. So. <laughs> I know we have some core differences, but I just, she was too much, too yep. much in the beginning. Yeah. And he was a bad tour guide. Yeah, he was very awkward. But I still liked his character. I liked his character a lot more than I liked Jen Lilly's character overall. I'd agree. I think Jen Lilly's character, it definitely took her a little while. And her constructive criticism was not constructive at all. Like, I was sitting there thinking, have you never heard of a compliment sandwich? I know. She was just very nitpicky to me. I was just like, this isn't helpful. No. And I do agree that your facts should be correct. But honestly, his story was close enough to what really happened. Nobody was going to go back and be like, oh, he got it wrong. Or like a telephone would have happened and they would have retold the story and told it wrong anyway. I know. And what are the odds that she literally knows all of these Canadian facts? Like they're very random facts. (laughs) I was like, really? Really? Speaking of Canadian facts. I was like, hold up a second. Did you look up the basketball inventor? Well, no, I knew the basketball inventor. It came from Kansas and I'm from Kansas. That's why I looked it up. I was like, he said this is from Canada. (laughs) Yeah, but here's how he got around. He got around this on a technicality because he said Canadians Mm -hmm. are responsible for blah, 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 blah. He was technically Canadian, but he didn't. It's not Canada. Like it made it seem like basketball came from Canada. It did not come from Canada. (laughs) No, Canadian American in Massachusetts and then Kansas. Like, I looked that up. And then I tried looking up the other things. I was like, were these things really made in Canada? But I only looked up like the trash bag and it was. (laughs) I was like, okay. And I'm sure that they were because I'm like, I don't know why Hallmark would put them in there if Mm -hmm. they weren't accurate. But I was like, we're getting by on a technicality here, guys. (laughs) Yeah. I had to fact check them. (laughs) Because, you know, you, I mean, I'm not a huge basketball fan like you, but I've seen a lot about basketball in all of our beginnings. And it's like, man, well, this and, just seemed off. And we have talked about this. So those of you who don't know, Stephanie and I, we were in a small group together with two other people from Kansas. So mm-hmm. Stephanie's not technically from Kansas, but went to college in Kansas. So there were mm-hmm. four of us in this small group from Kansas. And so we have talked about the creation of basketball with the peach baskets and blah, 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 and whatever Yeah, before. So I just thought it was really funny. I was like, guys, Hallmark, Hallmark. I and it's say- ironic, too, because they're in Kansas. Although Kansas City, probably on the Missouri side, but still. Yes. Wait, say that one more time. <laughs> Hallmark's headquarters. Oh, yes. I'm trying to think of where they're from. I feel like it's got to be the Missouri side of Kansas City. I mean, City. the Missouri side of Kansas City is the bigger side of Kansas City. So the odds are ever in your favor that most things are on the Kansas City. And the big things tend to be on the Missouri side. So I wouldn't be surprised. So they just forgot their Kansas roots. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Oh, geez. All right. Which is, okay, one more Kansas thing. Ironic, because they just had the Dorothy Wizard of Oz Christmas movie. Okay, but that's all. <laughs> okay. Moving on. So I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like this movie almost didn't feel like it was filmed during COVID? Yeah, because there was a lot of people. 
a lot. I mean, other than the New York scenes, I think the New York scenes definitely looked less busy than normal New York scenes. Mm -hmm. But the airports, the B&B at the end. Yeah, there was a lot of people. And there was one moment that I thought was funny, and it was definitely COVID, was when they were touring that hotel or whatever. And they're like, oh, live music. I don't know when the last time I heard live music was. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I'm like, nod. yeah, it's a nod Pretty to where we're at. World. Like, yeah. Well, what I thought was interesting is that hotel that they were at, they called it by name this time, the Clifton, was actually the hotel that they filmed a winter getaway at. Hmm. Like that, that was definitely the entrance and everything that he got out of the car. So yeah. I found that really interesting. And it was Banff again, which I love Banff, but I was really expecting something different. What do you mean you're expecting something different? Well, I mean, you're the only thing that they really did was like they went to the mountains and they went on the the gondola thing. Right. But there Mm -hmm. was no a winter getaway actually like flew over Lake Louise or talked about being down in the town of Banff, even though they did go downtown Banff. It wasn't like a thing. And there it seemed like there wasn't really nothing you could have if you would have taken the Banff scenes out of there you would have never even known that that was in Banff I felt like it could have been anywhere in a mountain in a mountain in the mountains yeah because they didn't do anything special and you were expecting them to do like the ice skating thing on Lake Louise I was hoping I was holding out hope even until the very end because (laughs) I read an article beforehand that says that they shot at Lake Louise so then I was like oh good maybe they'll do something that I am excited about And then they didn't. And then they didn't. (laughs) They didn't do much in this movie when I'm like thinking about it. Like they hiked up a mountain in snowshoes. They rode the gondola and they went to this hotel. Well, and they went to the gondola twice, right? Mm -hmm. Once they went and didn't ride. And then another time they went and they rode. Now, they did do like the market, which I thought was really cool. I wonder if that's like really a thing because I want to go there. I mean, it probably is. I want to go and try the different wines and the different candies and the cheeses. Well, I'm sure you could do that anywhere, but well, yeah. I know. <laughs> but I mean, that's something that I would be like, that would be cool to, and I'm sure it's stuff that is made there near them and stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say with the gondola thing, the second time they were there, it was a cute moment because she was so scared to go in the gondola, which is why they didn't go the first time. And then he's like, look how far you've come. Like she really grew. And I was like, oh, that was sweet. Yeah, it was like one of the few sweet moments in the movie. Yeah, I agree. And speaking of the gondola ride, there were two kisses in this movie also, yeah. which I liked the the one at the gondola was kind of lackluster, I felt like. Well, it's like her phone rang and then she's like, I'm not going to answer. And then she's like, yeah, I'm going to answer it. And then. Well, and I thought that was funny because usually they're interrupted before the kiss. This time they were mm-hmm. interrupted during the kiss. So I kind of liked that change. But the kiss itself, I didn't feel like was super passionate or <laughs> anything. Well, that's why she wanted to answer the phone. Maybe. The second one was much better at the end. Yeah. The, well, the end was just better overall. It was one of the better scenes. Except for the abrupt ending. And the loud music again. <laughs> I'm telling you, who edited these movies, these last few movies? Because the music is too loud over the important parts. Well, Hallmark, are you listening? <laughs> no. I have thoughts. Also, I would like to state for the record, we talked about the timing of these movies 
and how they're playing them at nine o'clock. I did a poll on Instagram and 100% of our listeners or followers or whatever you want to call it vote 8 a.m. 8 p.m. is the better option. Yeah, it was 100%. And I was like this close to like posting it and being like at Hallmark. <laughs> you should have. You should have it. voted. <laughs> it's like, why did you move to 9 p.m.? It is the dumbest time. Well, and then the mystery movies are at eight o'clock on Sunday nights. I don't get it. Don't get it either. Because the, the mystery movies are too scary. You don't want to watch it that late. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. No. Okay. Let's I have see. a lot of notes Dear. about the best friend and Simon. Okay. Because I was just about to say I had one one more comment about the main thing. And then all my other comments are about the side couple. <laughs> well, I have some more about the other stuff. But you go ahead and say your one more thing. And then we'll get into... The side peeps. Yeah. Okay. Well, my one more thing was, even though Jen Lily was pretty annoying in the beginning of the movie, there was one part when she made it to the B&B and she was talking with her friend and she's like, I feel so exhausted because I've had to speak with these strangers for three hours. And I felt that like, you know what? That's understandable. She doesn't know these guys and she's had to talk with them and hang out with them. Like that's draining for someone you don't know. Especially for someone who never talks to anybody new. Mm hmm. So yeah, it's a lot. So that was one redeeming part of her. Well, I liked where she's like, he's asked, he, they're talking about trying to make his speeches better. And she's like, dude, you can talk. You literally talk to us for three hours straight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't need notes. <laughs> yeah. He chatty. <laughs> he definitely was. But it was cute. All right. Moving on. I want to know. I have a question and I want to know if you felt this way. Okay. I can't even. I don't know what the best friend's name was. What was the best friend's name? Don't know. Don't know. Okay. Susie. <laughs> Jane. Her name was Jane, wasn't it? With a Y. Oh my gosh, was it? It was G-A-Y-N-E. Yes. G-A-Y-N-E. -E. I'm sorry. I was going to say, this is even weirder. <laughs> It has a Y in it, guys. I remember because I watch it with clo the closed captioning on. Like, oh. I watch everything with closed captioning on. Well, way to go me. Good job. I was just saying Jane like Jane Doe, but her, her name's really Jane. <laughs> so, she was really super into Simon, first of all. Chris mm -hmm. McNally is much cuter than Simon. Yeah, but she, like, immediately honed in on Chris's business partner, best friend, Simon. Yes. And... I didn't understand why. Am I the only person who felt this way? It wasn't until like almost the end of the movie that it was like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't understand why she's, is. was it, he's not interested in me, so I need to have what I can't have? Well, I think that was part of it that he wasn't interested in her at first because Jen even has a conversation with her like, He's like the first guy who hasn't just thrown himself at you. But I actually thought that their relationship was kind of cute. He was just like this very awkward, nerdy guy. <laughs> and obviously she was drawn to that immediately. Yeah. I don't know. I understood it. Or I could see it at I least. I didn't because she was like, I mean, he wasn't bad looking or anything. But she jaw dropped like, oh my gosh, without even talking to him. He was, was her type, Carrie. Good grief. I don't think he was her type because he was not interested in her. And I bet she usually goes for men who are interested in her. He was her type looks wise because that's what she went off at first. <laughs> I did love how she's like, when he gets up and walks away uh, from them sitting outside, she's like, wow. <laughs> Is it not plainly <laughs> obvious that I want to pursue a relationship with your best friend? And he's like, yeah, it's obvious to me. <laughs> 
Yeah. Their their whole thing was cute and I liked it, but then it was kind of odd too mm-hmm. because okay, first of all, did you think his friend had an accent the first time we saw him? Because whenever he popped up the second time and he started speaking, I was like, what the heck? He has an accent now? No, I agree. But I don't know if it was, I don't think I noticed, I think I noticed it more strong towards the end of the movie, I felt like, than at the beginning of the movie. So I don't know if it's like the first time versus the second time, but I felt like towards the end of the movie, yes. And he said he was from Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. And he actually is in real life. So I mean, I'm pretty sure it was a real accent, but the first time I saw him, I did not notice. And then the second time he came downstairs and started speaking, I was like, what is this? I don't (laughs) like it. (laughs) So that's the first thing. The second thing is, why did he keep taking off his glasses? Like he was freaking Clark Kent trying to turn into Superman. (laughs) It was so distracting and made no sense. Nobody takes their glasses off that much and just the... He wasn't really even looking at anything when he took them off. It was just weird. I did not notice that at all. Oh, I did. Because he just, every time, it was like he was trying to be pensive or something like, I'm going to take my glasses off and try and look like I'm thinking. But then he put them back. I don't know. It was very odd. Okay. (laughs) Well, I cannot be the only one who, who noticed that. I mean, I'm sure someone else noticed it. I did not. I mean, now that you mention it, I do remember him taking his glasses off, but I don't remember. It didn't like stand out to me as something that was like bothersome. He was just trying to work his prop. He really was trying to turn into Superman because he did have that nerdy thing going down. He sure did. And I think they kind of like it was the relationship was cute, although towards the end, I think they dragged it out a little too long. His whole shtick about not noticing that she liked him. I agree. Because at some point, no matter how obtuse you are, like, you can't be this dumb. Well, and, and it was he all was like, about him, too, I felt like. What do you mean it was all about him? Like, let's play chess. Like, ob- oblivious to the fact that she clearly is only playing chess because she's interested in you, not because she actually likes chess. Well, what got me is when she actually took him on a date. It was romantic. And she's sitting at the table, but he's standing to the side talking with the chef. I was thinking, like, are they trying to say he's gay? Is he bisexual? Well, I was <laughs> like, wondering that, too. I thought... chemistry with the chef guy. But Chris McNally's character would have told her if that was the case. I would hope so. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Like, he... I. I think he would have been like, hey, this isn't going to work out for you because he's just not into Into your type. You're not his type. (laughs) But instead, it just made him, I don't know, that was kind of rude. Outside, even if you didn't even think this was a date, why are you ignoring the person you came with who's sitting down at this table? And then she's like, like gets them to come to come back. And he's like, do you want to join us? And her look at the chocolate ear guy was to die. Like she is like, get out of here. If looks could kill that. Was- I know. And then she finally is like, she gives up and she tells him that she likes him. And he's still, he's just like, thank you. That was the funniest part of the movie to me. I, I wrote it down because she's like, in case it's not clear, I really like you. And he's like, I don't know what to say. Thank you. (laughs) Like, it was funny, but at the same time, I'm just like, okay. I don't know. Like, however awkward you are, well, and you do like her, I... I can tell you... If somebody, if he, if the opposite things were to happen, right? Not, not to the extent that she went, but like if some guy says to me, I like you and I am just oblivious to it. I don't know what I would say either. I might, I might say thank you. 
I mean, I'd probably think that, but I would probably go in more in depth, which I guess the movie didn't have time for, but I don't know. After everything, it just seemed like it dragged on too long, and at some point it started making him look bad. No, I agree. It definitely did. And I will say, first of all, it went from literally he has no idea that she's into him and him showing like no interest in her either, right? Mm -hmm. To like them practically sitting in each other's laps after his quote unquote gesture, which in my opinion was kind of lackluster. Yeah. Compared to hers especially. (laughs) Yeah, and they had a couple of kisses, and they're like, oh, we're going to make it work long distance. I'm like, this guy acted like he didn't even like you. Two minutes ago. Yeah. It was just, towards the end, it was just strange. Yeah, I agree. Okay. That's all about Jane and Simon. I have some quotes. Okay. So... The ones that stood out to me was where he said, if you bloom where you're planted, you just stay there. (laughs) I don't know why this stood out to me. It's not like funny, but I was like, it's kind of profound. But I also thought they're talking about plants in a pot. Technically, pots can be moved. (laughs) Yeah. And as a plant grows, aren't you supposed to repot it in a bigger pot? Uh, Yeah, I would imagine for most plants. Yes. Yeah. I just kept thinking about that every time she was like, well, I'm planted whatever. I remember she made some comment about him. No, she made a comment about like, why would I ever want to leave Manhattan? Like there's nothing better. And he's like, that's a broad statement considering you haven't traveled the world. Reminded me of Two Weeks Notice with Sandra Bullock and Hugh Grant, Mm -hmm. where he's, she's like, you're the most annoying person on the planet. And he's like, well, that's just silly. You haven't met every person on the planet. (laughs) Oh, that Hugh. I know. And then the next quote I had was from the writer, the the guy who wrote the book. Spoiler alert. He has now left his life of being accepting of where he's at and moved on to putting himself out there. And he said, I had contracted an entire theory on my own life or more accurately, my own fears. Mm. I was like, won't that get you every time? Yeah, that was pretty good because Jenna Lee's character had based her whole philosophy in life on this guy's book called The Answer. And he's like, well, I was wrong. (laughs) And then he also said acceptance is essential at times, but it must not stop us from stepping out into the unknown. Mm -hmm. Into the unknown. And I will say... I had a feeling she was going to come around, right? Obviously, she's going to come around. But I did not see him, like, completely abandoning the theory. I didn't see that coming. No, I didn't see that either. But it was a nice twist. No, it definitely was. That's all my quotes. Oh, and I will say, I thought the best friend was really funny, Jane. She made me laugh several times. She asked the bald guy if he had changed his hair. (laughs) And I, like, giggled at that. And then, like, when Jen Lilly's character was saying, oh, my family forced me to go on vacation to Florida once. And she's like, your family forced you to go on vacation? She was very good at delivering those funny lines, I felt like. Yeah, she was fun. I didn't recognize her. I should have looked up to see if she's been in other Hallmark movies as like a side character. Yeah. And then I thought it was funny that that like she was going to take him to the chocolate place. Right. And he's like, but I don't have my jacket. She's like, you'll live. I know. He was like freezing out there. Yep. (laughs) Okay. So do you want to rate it first? Sure. I think mine's going to be higher than yours, but I've been wrong in the past. But I actually really did like this movie. The set, I gave it a four and a half because I couldn't dare to mark Banff down to five to four. I gave it a four. But I will say 
I did not love that they didn't do a whole lot of new stuff. Like, I really feel like they missed an opportunity. And maybe it was limitations on where they could film because of COVID. But it it was a it was a bummer that they put these two back to back. It set in the same place, not only set in the same place, but filmed in the same place. So you're like, you're not, I mean, not only filmed in the same place, but set in the same place. So you know what I'm saying? I just felt like yeah. they should have split up the movies. And in my opinion, this is how I would have put them. A New Year's resolution would have been on New Year's weekend. Mm-hmm. A winter getaway, I probably would have put in week two or snow kissed those two I felt like were, you could flop them back and forth if you wanted to. Then I would mm-hmm. have done two for the win in the middle. Then the other one, either a winter getaway or snow kissed. And then I would have ended it with taking a shot at love. So you're ending on a high note. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think they just crammed so much into winter getaway. They didn't leave themselves any other activities for snow kissed. Yeah. Well, what's weird is a winter getaway was not even supposed to be in Banff. So it was supposed to be in the Alps. So you wouldn't have had this problem had it been able to be filmed where it was supposed to be filmed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They just really should have. Like, now that I'm looking at them, they should have separated really snow-kissed winter getaway and two for the win out because all three of them occur at, like, a mountainy resort-type place. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, yeah. I just wouldn't all have right. saved two for the win for the last because no. it, it was the least good movie. <laughs> I, I wonder go ahead. what Hallmark stats – I wonder what Hallmark stats would have been or said would be know. the best movie or least favorite movie. because get these. I know because they had to have had a reason for ordering it the way – it was. I don't know because they changed things last minute. So I don't know that they have any reason for doing anything. I don't know. I mean, we'll see because I also feel like their February movies that are starting, I feel like they're starting out with a strong point with the Beverly Hills wedding thing. Well, I definitely think yes, but I also would not have put the one that's on Valentine's Day on Valentine's Day. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. I digress. And I will say I loved all the lights. Like at the end when they kissed, the lights in the background were really pretty. The trees in the, in the B&B were really nice. There was a lot of like really nice aesthetic with lights, especially considering mm-hmm. it's not Christmas time. I'm really glad they went on the gondola because I was kind of mad that they showed up at the gondola and didn't ride it. She should have just gone on it though, but. Well, I wasn't mad that she didn't get on it because I can understand being afraid of something and not wanting to do it. I feel like that with some roller coasters. Well, like I, I wouldn't get on them. Well, there's a lot of roller coasters I wouldn't get on, but this is not like taking a gondola, which is not a roller coaster, up to the top of a mountain to see this magnificent view. Like, I feel like... But it's a really high, like you're dangling in the air. That's scary. I know it's scary, but I think sometimes you got to just do it because you're never going to get the opportunity again. Although, you know, technically she's dating the guy, so I'm sure she does have the opportunity to do it now. Yeah, she has plenty of opportunities. <laughs> I will say they talked about like the living in Banff. I was really surprised by this because I remembered when I went that they talked about how you can't live in the Banff National Park in, unless you work inside the park. And even a lot of people don't live there. They live in this like little town. It starts with a C and it's in between Calgary and the park and just commute in. So I thought that was really interesting that there's these people like the B&B makes sense because they work there. Right. But it made it seem like they own it. Like we bought this B&B, which I don't think is the case. I don't think you can buy property there. But then the man that's the writer, I was kind of surprised that he lives there. I don't know. Maybe they live outside of Banff. I don't know. No, well, it's the national park that you can't live in. So Banff maybe they national live outside park. the park. I mean, maybe, but it didn't look like it. But I, I mean, I'm know. sure all of the forest looks the same around there, whether you're in the park or not. Yeah, but you get out of the park and you're like not around 
the mountains and stuff. I don't know. I just, it stood out to me because I had known that. Apparently, though, I did Google it because I was curious. And if you lit, if you worked in the parks for a certain number of years and you retired, they can't kick you out. So maybe hmm. the guy's wife worked in the parks. Maybe. Or something. And he's getting to stay there because she gets to stay there. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. That's all I've got for set. Okie doke. I gave it a four for style. Did, what did you think? I gave it a three. I thought he looked really good and I liked his outfits a lot. And then Jen, her outfits I didn't really remember, but I appreciated that they gave her a different hairstyle with the buns and stuff. The yeah. buns and stuff. I felt like I liked a lot of, I didn't, there's only one thing that I really, like one outfit that I actually really liked, but I felt like in general, the colors when they were all in Banff were these blues and then they had the pops of like the red or the raspberry or whatever colors they are because I'm colorblind. But I really, there was one point where they're walking out the door. I think it was on the day they went to the gondola or whatever, and they're all wearing blue. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it felt really cohesive. And I really, I was like you, I thought Chris McNally dressed nice. I actually thought Simon looked nice, even though they were definitely playing up the, the nerdy side. Mm-hmm. But when they got to Banff and Jane took off her coat, she had on this really cute white peplum sweater. And I thought it was so cute. That's the only thing that really stood out to me, though. Yeah, that didn't stand out to me because I don't remember it. <laughs> well, it was cute. I'll take your word for so it. I gave it a four. Okay. Storyline. I gave this one a five because I actually really liked the storyline, even if it wasn't super executed in the best route, I didn't think. But I liked it and I appreciated it. I think I appreciated more that it was a different writer story than what they normally are. I gave it a three. I figured it was just all right. I mean, it was kind of boring. I know you felt it was boring. I actually didn't feel bored by it at all. I really liked it. So, well, there were parts that were a little bit slow. Specifically in the beginning, I felt like. I felt like the first half was slower than the second, but... I thought the first half at least had some interest to it just because it was annoying. And then it really got slow in the second part. (laughs) (laughs) You feel differently. Yeah. But I did like the ending with her, spoiler alert, her going to see him and then literally he's leaving to go see her. He's got his bag packaged and everything. I thought that was really cute. That was really cute. I will say, I'm actually surprised that... Jane didn't tell Simon that yeah like why is he packing his bag if like why wouldn't she tell him because I would be afraid knowing these movies be afraid that he would be coming to her you know which is what they Mm -hmm. usually do so I did like that they changed it up a little bit yeah that was nice so it raised it above a two Okay, what'd you give it snowflakes? I gave it a four snowflakes mostly because I was disappointed that they didn't do more different things than a winter getaway. And Mm -hmm. it was like, if it hadn't been back-to-back stories about the same place, I think it would have been higher for me. I gave it a four, too. Okay. It felt very snowy. Okay. It felt very snowy. true. (laughs) Now we are officially ranking them, the winter movies. I guess I can go first. Wait, we didn't say if it's a love or a nonsense. Oh, that's right. It's a nonsense. (laughs) It's a love for me. I actually really like this one. What? I know. All right. I knew. I knew when I was going this route, you were gonna. We were gonna be different. Yep. Because you just you've really been looking forward to this movie. I have been really looking forward to this movie. It did. It let me down. And the whole it. This movie is really funny. I did not laugh that much at all. Which I figured would happen because their funny is not my funny. Not everything can be Shit's Creek, okay? Well, that's not the only thing I laugh at, but... <laughs> it's one of the latest things you've laughed at. 
It is one of the latest things. Uh, that show cracks me up. All right. Now we'll officially rank it. So number one, best movie of the winter, in my opinion, was New Year's Resolution. Mine was Taking a Shot at Love. Yeah. I figured because ours are flip-flop because yep. my second one is Taking a Shot at Love. Yeah. And my second one is a New Year's Resolution. Yeah. These were by far the best two movies. It sucks that they were both at the very beginning. It gave us, I think, too high of expectations. <laughs> Well, and like I said, I didn't hate Snow Kiss. I actually really liked it. I just don't think I felt like after I've done them, right, you come out of the weekend, it's, I didn't feel the same way that I did after New Year's resolution as I did after Snow Kissed. Mm-hmm. That was kind of yeah. not what I meant to say, but that, it made sense enough. Yeah. Well, number three for me is Snow Kiss, though. Me too. Okay. Then Winter Getaway. Me too. And two for the win. Me too. Which we knew would be the loser. <laughs> For sure. Poor Trevor Donovan. I feel like we say that a lot. Poor Trevor Donovan. <laughs> All right. So our next episode will probably be a review of Beverly Hills Wedding. Yeah. The first Valentine's Day. What is it? Love Ever After. I think that's what Hallmark's calling yeah, these movies. What they're calling it. And so, yeah. I don't know. We'll see how this one goes because I'm not the only one that I'm really excited about is the Tyler Hines one. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited for that one, but this one is, I actually think it looks really cute. And it's Brooke Dorsey and Brendan Penny that are selling me on this because I think they really make a cute couple that works together. I hope so. I don't know. Just something about them being paired together. I like. So we shall see and we'll let you know. Yep. Now we got to go. Because <laughs> I got to rhyme. <laughs> so subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently, those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.